Good morning, Contrarians. Thursday morning, April 6th, about 6.30 a.m. And yesterday, we saw a softer-than-anticipated reading of ADP payrolls, which weighed on risk appetite. Bonds rallied, and stocks, especially tech stocks, sold off. Now, I'm not sure how much longer the NASDAQ has to drop before it exits this elusive bull market, but there we are. Now, as of this hour, right now, things are pretty quiet. We have stock futures mixed. The Russell 2000 that tracks small caps is pointing to gains of about four-tenths of 1% of the open. The NASDAQ is down four-tenths of 1%. S&P 500 and Dow are unchanged. Cryptos are dropping a little bit. We have Bitcoin down 2% this morning. Insert joke about cryptos being a reliable currency of exchange and a store of value. Bonds are unchanged. The two-year yield is 3.75. The 10-year is 3.30. These are significantly lower than they were at the start of the week, where the two-year at that point was four percent well over 4%, and the yield curve has started to narrow again. Commodities aren't doing much. We have WTI crude oil trading around $80.50 a barrel. Copper is up less than 1%. So a couple of economic data releases to tell you about. Actually, just one. Uh, it's Thursday, so we'll get initial jobless claims at 8.30 a.m. And these weekly reports have increased in importance here with the latest soft readings from the labor market. I mentioned the ADP payrolls. You could argue that that's maybe not very reliable, but it certainly had a, had an impact on the market. Not a huge one, but the day before, we had the JOLTS report, which is definitely more reliable, and that also caused bonds to rally. So in light of those reports here and news that we're seeing in the Wall Street Journal and elsewhere about how the labor market is cooling... It this, this raises the importance of the initial jobless claims. And this week, economists are still anticipating this number to be the same that it's been basically for a couple of months, if I'm not mistaken. 200,000 jobless claims is what they're looking at. Last week, it was 198,000, so basically unchanged. Now, at some point, you figure these are going to spike higher. And when that happens, it will probably cause markets to react probably violently. One could expect bond yields to drop when that happens, bonds to bond prices to rally, and probably tech stocks, especially in other stocks, will drop. So we don't know when that's going to happen. We, we don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, you know, there's a disconnect here between these data points right now these initial jobless claims, and what we're seeing from ADP and JOLTS. Tomorrow, we get non-farm payrolls. And I raised this today because tomorrow is a holiday, a market holiday in the U.S., and so there will not be a podcast. And markets are closed, stock markets and bond markets. So it's going to be a little more tricky to see where this has an impact tomorrow morning. But I point you to... Uh, Forex, foreign currency exchanges. And these never close. They trade 24-7. And you're going to watch the US dollar. If the payrolls come in softer than anticipated, then 
it's likely the U.S. dollar will drop because this will reduce the pressure on the Fed to continue raising rates. And conversely, if uh, it comes in hot, then that means that the labor market is still in good shape and it will increase pressure on the Fed to raise rates, which will be bullish for the U.S. dollar. That's tomorrow's story. But again, I raise it for you now because there is, well, partly because there's nothing else going on today and also partly because there won't be a podcast tomorrow morning. A couple of earnings to tell you about. We have Lamb Wesson, Constellation Brands, and Levi Strauss. They are out this morning at 9.30. Others as well, but those are the highlights. And then after the close, we'll get WD-40. So that's where we are with earnings. Yay! All right. Right. So just be careful what you wish for when it comes to labor market slack. Yes, the if, if this trend does gather pace, then it will certainly make it easier for the Fed to cut rates eventually. But unemployment brings all kinds of ills, both economic and social. And at some point, it becomes a self-perpetuating cycle as economic growth falls off a cliff and we get all this doom and gloom. We aren't there yet. And we may not get there for some time. When we do, we can probably be sure that the Fed will ride in and cut rates as they always do. Assuming that is that inflation is under control. And this is a pretty big caveat that the bond market may be underestimating right now. The Fed still has egg on their face from the whole transitory inflation thing that cost them a lot of credibility to the extent that they had any credibility. And they've been quite anxious to kind of dispel that. And as a result, partly as a result, and partly because inflationary pressures aren't transitory, they have been aggressively hiking rates this past year. And they're doing everything they can about price to talk about price stability, support price stability, and bring inflation down. And it looks like they've made a little progress, but inflation is nowhere near the Fed's 2% target, okay? And they, for them to be able to declare victory over inflation, you're going to need more progress. And I remind you that inflation data, especially consumer inflation data, is a lagging indicator. And so it stands to reason that if this doesn't get to 2% as quickly as the Fed would like or as quickly as markets would like, then maybe the Fed won't be able to cut rates. And it certainly wouldn't be the first time that the Fed is guilty of fighting the last war, where they're trying to shore up their credibility on inflation, and they keep rates higher for longer than they need to. So that is something to look out for, not for today or tomorrow, maybe, but down the line later this year and possibly next. Where that leaves us in terms of a setup If you think that we're on a direct course for this elusive Fed pivot, then you will certainly want to increase your exposure to bonds, especially at the short end of the curve. And even after the rally that we've seen, I think in percentage terms, it's like 
15% or so, maybe even more over the last week at the two-year yield. Even after that, there should be ample upside if employment continues to deteriorate and if the Fed comes in and cuts rates. So that's one scenario. Uh, This scenario, however, requires faith that we are going to enter an economic downturn soon. And more importantly, that inflation will drop to where the Fed can safely cut rates without losing any credibility. If that happens, obviously, you're also going to be want, want to be out of things like cyclicals, uh, like tech stocks and things like that, growth stocks. On the other hand, if you think that this economic cycle still has juice in it, and if you think that this labor market stuff is just a temporary blip, and you may be right, because this is just one report so far, really, that we've seen. The jolts was for February, and it wasn't that big of a miss. And the ADP report for March, as I said, is unreliable. So it tends to diverge quite widely from the the non-farm payrolls, which we'll get tomorrow. But anyway, so if that's your belief here, then you're going to want to continue to pile into tech. Then this this nascent bull market in tech still has a, a ways to run. And cyclical assets will probably be a good place to invest as well. And don't forget regional banks. If you also think this, if you also think that the banking sector stuff is is done, then regional bank stocks will have plenty of upside for you in that scenario. So that's where we are. I've included a poll today so you can vote. Today's episode is free, and I am interested to see how this all shakes out, what your views are, are on this. And where we stand going into what should be, well, I wouldn't say it's going to be a quiet day just because it's the last day before a three-day weekend. So normally there's nothing on much on the calendar other than the non-farms, I'm sorry, the initial jobless claims, which would normally make for a quiet day. But with the upcoming holiday weekend, that presents quite a wild card. I'm not sure where the catalyst is going to come from potentially, but you never know. Sometimes you don't need a catalyst. Sometimes you just need more buyers and sellers or sellers than buyers. Anyway, that's what we got today. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I went on much longer than I normally do, but a lot of ground to cover ahead of the three-day weekend. So thank you for supporting the podcast. If you are a free subscriber and want to sign up, you certainly should. That link will be in there somewhere. And with that, I'm going to shut up. Wishing you a healthy and happy weekend and look forward to coming back here on Monday morning and assessing the whole thing all over again. See you then. Bye.